This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to visit with a very special guest. We have Dr. A.L. Zimlickman with us. Dr. Zimlickman is the Chief Medical Officer and Chief Innovation Officer at the Sheba Medical Center in Israel. The Sheba Medical Center in Israel is one of the most respected institutions in the world. Israel has been way out in front on the vaccine efforts. They've already vaccinated about 12 to 14% of their population. Compared to the United States, we're at 1% to 2%, not moving as quickly as many of us would like. He's going to talk just a little bit about how Israel got in front of this and possibly some thoughts on how other countries can expedite their vaccine efforts. Dr. Zimlickman, Chief Medical Officer, Chief Innovation Officer, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. So thank you very much, first of all, for having me. Um, as I said, um, you know, my... Um, I'm an internal medicine physician in my background and training um, and um, have spent a couple of years in the U.S. Uh, working uh, at the Harvard hospitals in Boston, um, doing uh, both clinical work as well as um, working on, um, on uh, healthcare reforms and, um, and strategy in healthcare at the time of Obamacare. Um, returned back to Israel um, about six years ago and uh, currently am the chief medical officer and chief innovation officer here at Chiba Medical Center. What a fascinating career. And tell us, Israel's got a population of 10 to 12 million or so, or maybe a little bit more than that, but they've already vaccinated about a million and a half people or so. Or tell us the numbers, and how did Israel get so out, so far in front of this compared to others? How did they do so well at getting vaccines going? Sure. So, so yeah, Israel has about um, just over 9 million population, um, and we vaccinated uh, about 1.6 million, I think, uh, is probably the updated number. Um, in about, um, you know, just over two weeks, um, which, um, you know, as you're saying, is, is about 15% of the population or even more than that, closer to 17% now. Um, and um, I would say there's two reasons to, the, to that fact. Um, and one is the infrastructure and the uh, healthcare system here in Israel. Um, it's very different than the US. I'm saying this, of course, as somebody that knows both healthcare, healthcare systems quite well. Uh, the healthcare system in Israel, first of all, it, you know, it's a single payer, so everybody's insured. Uh, it's mandatory. 100% of residents, uh, even if you're not a citizen, 100% of residents are, are, have health insurance. Um, and of course, that um, um, you know, helps in these types of, uh, of um, situations, uh, not just with the vaccination, but also with caring for COVID for the past uh, 10 months or so. Um, so, so that's the number one fact that uh, people need to, to recognize. Number two is, you know, we work with uh, a system that has four HMOs that ensure and also provide most of healthcare, or at least um, the healthcare that's not hospital related. Um, and um, any resident can choose one of those four HMOs and can transfer from one to another, you know, almost um, as many times as he would like. Um, and that introduces huge amount of competition between the four HMOs because they are paid according to the number of people they insure at the end of the year. So their competition is about drawing more insure, insured people to their plan. Uh, that competition and the fact that they provide and insure is the perfect setup for this mass vaccination because once they receive the vaccines from the uh, Ministry of Health, they went to work uh, on the same day and they uh, opened up vaccination centers, um, you know, on almost any corner, every corner of the street and uh, started this mass vaccination. Uh, so that's one, one fact. The second is the hospitals in Israel 
and Sheba Medical Center is, has played a huge role in this, and especially the large hospitals in Israel are, um, um, have, have been very active in vaccination as well. So we have also received vaccinations from the Ministry of Health. And we, at the, at the peak of our, of our uh, last few days, have vaccinated close to 10,000 people a day um, at, at Chiba. So um, uh, this is one hospital, of course, the largest in the country, but obviously, as you can imagine, there are others that have taken this load as well. So you take all of this together, um, I, think, uh, I think there was a huge, um, a huge effort. So th this is the infrastructure, this is one cause. The second, I think, uh, explanation for this is, you know, putting the sense of emergency behind this, uh, um, uh, this project, because at the end of the day, we all understand the situation we're in right now, and Israel and the US and, and Europe right now and other countries in the world are suffering um, you know, huge uh, numbers of, of uh, COVID patients and, and mortality and so on. I mean, no country is immune, almost no country is immune uh, to this fact. And obviously the US uh, um, and some European countries are really leading in terms of numbers and mortalities and so on. So there's huge sense of urgency. And Israel knows how to respond to a sense of urgency. Um, and once we, uh, we understand that this is uh, number one priority and this would play a clear role in bringing down morbidity and mortality in the next few years, um, it was just like preparing for war. And you know, Israel knows how to prepare for, for war as everybody knows. Uh, so from our perspective, it was you know, a, a first priority. Everybody stepped, st stepped in, stepped up to really take this role on. Um, it's been done very orderly. Um, uh, very few um, you know, instances where people who weren't uh, in line to be vaccinated because of prioritization got vaccinated, which I think is, a, is, a, is another achievement here on our side. Um, so I think that sense of urgency and being able to act on the sense of urgency is something else that needs to be considered. How do other countries learn from the effort? How do they learn from the effort? Are there things they could do, or in a country of 330 million people, is it just a different game? How do, how do people improve here and so forth? I think, you know, in terms of, obviously, in terms of the, uh, the U.S. healthcare system, um, it's a given. We, you know, this is um, what currently um, um, is, you know, is, is happening, you know, the, uh, the insurance plans, the, uh, the hospitals, the healthcare systems, and so on. Obviously, they need to play a role, but I think beyond that, it again goes back to the sense of urgency and a national decision that this is first priority because, you know, we're very limited in what we can do to stop the pandemic with everything else that we have in our arsenal. Um, we've tried everything in the past few months. The U.S. has tried everything. We were seeing countries in Europe that sort of had um, the first few months went very smooth, but now they're suffering this is the only way that we can say pretty much for sure, if we get vaccination up, we halt the pandemic. This is a fact that um, it'll be a, a huge surprise if, if, if this is not what we'll be seeing here in Israel in the next few weeks. So if we understand right. I mean, clearly that, we see that, like it, we, we seem to understand it because people do lockdowns, they do masks, they do not mask in our different blue and red states here, which have become this crazy country of blue and red states. Everybody does a different approach, but everybody has the same outcomes. Everybody's having lots of COVID cases, lots of COVID problems. So, so it seems like vaccines are clearly the right answer, the, the right move forward. For, for sure. And you know, if, if you have the vaccines in terms of numbers, which, uh, which obviously is a prerequisite, then what remains to be done is action. And action has to be 
you know, I think on a national level, um, it can be decided on, on a, you know, on a state uh, uh, level as well. But I think, you know, you need to do everything that you can to get vaccinations out. And if it requires bringing in the military, you bring in the military, the National Guard, you bring in the National Guard, you open up vaccination, uh, you know, um, um, shops in malls and the corners of streets. And that can be done if you understand, again, the urgency and you decide that this is the number one priority. Israel's at 15%. How long till you're at 100%? Well, we can only, uh, you know, we can only uh, um, guess at this point, uh, but um, in terms of if we do have all the vaccines that we need, uh, we're getting more from, from Pfizer, we're getting from Moderna, and uh, there's a stock that will be coming from AstraZeneca as well. So if that uh, uh, actually, um, you know, comes through as we expect it, uh, we're now talking about getting to a very high number before the, uh, the spring, so probably end of March, um, again, not everybody would want to get vaccinated. We, we have that issue just like any other country. But, um, you know, I would say 70% of the country, 70% of the country by end of March is very realistic. That's fantastic. Al, Dr. Zimmerman, just take one moment and tell the nation about Sheba Medical Center. Um, fantastic effort there in clarity and urgency in moving vaccines along, and that's such a big part of the success in doing so. Take one moment and tell us about Sheba Medical Center. Sure, of course, my pleasure. Um, you know, Sheba is um, not only the largest medical center in Israel with uh, just under 2,000 beds, but also the most central um, in terms of footprint in the country. It's uh, really the national healthcare center by all means. And Sheba has played a crucial role from day one of this pandemic. Uh, if we all go back, to the Diamond Princess cruise ship in Japan, and which was our introduction to COVID for many countries, um, you know, we uh, took in the first uh, um, Israelis that came from the Diamond Princess. We had a group of about 14 that uh, we housed here in Sheba, even though they weren't sick at the time when people didn't know too much about the virus. Um, and there was a lot of fear, you know, what are we bringing into the country? But still we took that challenge. And from day one, we took the lead in terms of uh, leading the efforts here in Israel. We have uh, seen most hospitalizations here in, in, uh, in Chiba in the country. We've seen, we've opened the first uh, uh, COVID ICU. We've launched the first COVID uh, telemedicine program, uh, probably one of the earliest ones in the world back in February, when again, most countries uh, still weren't, uh, um, um, you know, weren't um, in, in, in facing this uh, still. So back in February, we've launched a telemedicine program to treat COVID patients uh, in the hospital and outside the hospital. Um, so we've really been leading in Israel the efforts and, um, and, and showing the way. And by the way, I think in the last uh, couple of months, we're now, um, this pandemic is something we all understand much better. We've shifted the efforts to not only uh, uh, look at um, uh, inside Sheba, but also play a role in opening up the economy, opening up society, opening up cult the culture in, in Israel. Um, we're now sending our people, our, our staff outside of uh, the hospital to, um, to perform tests in schools, in uh, theaters around the country, um, in what we call green islands of uh, economy we're opening, opening up of tourism, like the city of Elat down in the south. So Sheba was involved and actually spearheaded much of these initiatives outside of Sheba, well outside of the scope of just a hospital at the end of the day, 
looking at our national responsibility to also open up the economy. Magnificent. Dr. Zimmerman, so impressive what you've done, so impressive what Shiva Medical Center does. And just, uh, I mean, the only thing I'd argue with is you went to Harvard Medical School. I've always found the Harvard Law people are far better than the Harvard Medical people. I say that facetiously as a Harvard Law graduate. I know the medical people contribute a lot more to society. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. My pleasure.